the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Good holiday weekend, everybody. Look at that. I remember that. Thank you, Jesus. We love Thanksgiving Day. You know, Thanksgiving, it just came and went, but it's not a uh, what day. It's a who day. Thanksgiving to God day. And so we are thankful to God. The early pilgrims, it wasn't just a day where they celebrated, where they were thankful for the Indians. They were thankful to God for the Indians. So remember, it's always a who day. Hallelujah. That's free. No charge. Last week, we spoke about Paul and how Paul is being misrepresented lately in this latest apostate move in the church. And so, you know, Paul needs no defense. If anybody in the Bible needs no defense, it's Paul. He's been accused of being uh, having a spirit of uh, merchandise. What is it? A spirit of Materialism, thank you, producer's great. <laughs> she listens to me, that's one. Thank you, Lord. So, yes, a, a materialistic mindset. And no, not gee, not Paul. All that tells me is whoever says that doesn't read their Bible. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Hebrews five eleven through 14 today. That's where we left off. I read the scriptures. Uh, and once again, we have been warning people about the dangers uh, about the dangers from the false teachers, uh, the false ministers, about the dangers from um, the apostate move that's within the church, the falling away from truth. We've been warning people, but I think we've done a great job. We're not going to stop warning because the danger is still there. And like I tell Diane, my wife, all the time, Diane, if there's going to be a pothole on 45, I'm going to warn you about it. I will warn you about it every day until they fix the pothole. Well, we have not fixed the spiritual potholes in the church. I don't believe that we will. That is not what we're tasked with. And so as long as the dangers are out there, we will continue warning people. But today, I want to talk about giving you something to do with the warnings we've been giving you. You've got to know this stuff. You've got to know how to respond to the dangers. You've got to know your part, your role, your responsibility in dealing with these ever-present dangers. So I think I titled this Saints' Responsibilities. Hallelujah. Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, King James Version, of whom we have many things to say, talking about the Lord, and are hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. Good news. Your preacher, your pastor, your reverend, he's not your minister. He's not going to come into church Sunday morning and tell you that you are dull of hearing because he wants you to come back. Well, Jesus didn't mind. Paul didn't mind. And I don't mind. 
of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. For when the time you are to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So here, Paul is telling them, or actually the writer of Hebrews, some say it's not Paul, but they really don't give any other options. I'm going to go with Paul until the Lord stops me. Hallelujah. But he's telling them that you don't need all of these false teachers. You know, the Bible talks about having itching ears, gathering to themselves, teachers. You don't need all those teachers, guys. You got the Holy Spirit. You got the Word of God. You've got your pastor. Okay, there can be a couple of other teachers that you wish. But I mean, the Bible says right here, you're supposed to be teachers, guys. For when the time that you are to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And you are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Hebrews five thirteen. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a baby. Verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I love that. You know, I say this all the time and one day it'll catch. Okay. Discernment is missing in the church today. Discernment is missing because we have been taught not to judge because we don't know how to judge. We copy the world way of judging. We judge and we condemn. No, Christians don't judge and condemn. They judge and correct. Christians judge and correct. And so we see that here. But because we don't judge, judgment is the birthplace of discernment. If you are not practiced in judgment to correct, then you will have little or no discernment. And that's the problem with the church today. We have our senses have not been exercised to discern both good and evil. I'm going to read that verse to you in the Amplified. Hebrews 5, verses 11 through 14. Concerning this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing. Catch this. And you have become disinclined to listen. How dangerous is that? Disinclined to listen. Not only have you been uh, dulled by all the false teachings that you're getting, but you have now become disinclined to listen. Verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, because of all the time you've had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk and not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a spiritual infant. But solid food is for the spiritually mature, whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Basically, the writer here is talking to them and he's telling you, you guys are still babies. You should be teaching the word of God, but you're still babies. Why are you still babies? Because you have become disinclined to listen. You have become dull. You have become sluggish. I think the number one problem in the church today is we are not reading our Bibles. If you don't know your Bible, you cannot know the God of the Bible. And you definitely won't be able to live by the Bible. You need to make a friend and you need to have an intimate acquaintance with the Holy Spirit of God. He teaches you the word. He reveals the word of God. He works in you for God. He is. You got God the Father in heaven. You have Jesus Christ. His work here is finished. He's seated at the right hand of the Father on God's throne. But he sent the Holy Spirit in here to be your teacher, your guide, your comforter, your strength, your peace, your wisdom. 
The Holy Spirit is here for that purpose. He is here for you. If you thought that this was just going to be another teaching on ragging on the false people in the church, you'd be wrong. I'm ragging on you. I am challenging you to read your Bible. I am challenging you to put off the flesh that is keeping you from reading the Bible. I am challenging you, calling you out for being disinclined to listen. I know there are exceptions. I know some of you are reading your Bible. Babies don't listen to shows like this. This is meat. We are giving you the truth that you need so that you can teach, so that you can be an example to the babies, so that you can stand in the battleground and win. If you thought this was just going to be another teaching to rag on the false teachers, you are wrong. We've warned you about them forever. Now we want to prepare you for the battle that these teachers out there are creating. We're creating in you a proper response for all the faults that's in your church. How do you respond? Well, you judge. John tells you to judge every spirit. Try them. So anyway, look at the Hebrews here. Paul told the Hebrew Christians that they were dull of hearing. He used the phrase, they are disinclined Mm, That means they don't want to listen. They had so many false teachers. They had so many false prophets, as it were. They had wolves in their pulpits. It has caused them to be desynthesized to the truth. He told them they should have been doing the teaching, not these other guys. But they weren't growing. They lacked the truths of Christianity 101. They were still babies. He accused them of not having been structured in righteousness. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 in the uh, King James All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Scripture is profitable, guys. If you don't live by the scripture, then you're not profiting in the word of God. The entrance of God's word will give light and so shall his word be that goes forth in the earth. It shall not return void, but it shall prosper into the place where I send it, into the thing where I send it, into the hearts and the souls of men. And yet if you are not living, if you are not reading, if you are not studying the word of God, You're remaining a baby. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? For doctrine, the word of God. It will create the doctrines in you. So often we come up with these screwy doctrines. You don't come up with the screwy doctrines and then try to check them out with the word of God. You read the word of God and that's where you get your doctrines from. It is profitable for your doctrines for reproof. The word of God will reproof, proofread you. In the olden days, when they had typewriters, you type something up and your your coworker or your office manager would proofread it to make sure there's no errors in it. Well, that's what the Word of God does. It gives you your doctrine. It tells you how to live. And then it will proofread you. It will examine you. It will dissect your life for you. And it will tell you where you are missing it. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. I love this one. For correction. It will not only proofread you and point out your errors, it will fix those errors. The Word of God, it will be your own personal spiritual spell check. It will actually auto-correct the things in your life if you will read the Word of God and submit to what it says. And then finally, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Structure, construction, construction. It will build you up in righteousness. Here we found out just recently reading that scripture that he accused them of not having been structured in righteousness. Well, of course not. You cannot be structured in righteousness apart from the word of God. 
Only the word of God will structure you in righteousness. Watching Oprah won't structure you in righteousness. Reading your newspaper won't structure you in righteousness. Reading the word of God, allowing the word of God to have his way in your life is how you become structured in righteousness. They weren't sitting under the ministry of truth. Oh, let me finish the scripture. There's more. Second Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? Verse 17, that the man of God would be made perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Many of you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. The way you get to heaven after you've been born again, the way you get rewards in heaven, the way God recognizes you and knows who you are is by doing good works, by doing what God has told you to do. I am married to Diane. Diane is not the only good work I'm supposed to be doing, but she is a major part of my life. She is a good work God has given me to work as unto the Lord. I love my wife as Christ loves the church. I wash my wife with the washing water of the word. I lay down my life for my wife. I dwell together with my wife according to knowledge and understanding, giving honor unto my wife as the weaker vessel. These are things that are a good work on my charge that God has given me to do. They weren't sitting under the ministry of truth, and that's why Paul is challenging them. If they had been, they would have been built up in righteousness rather than accused of being unskillful in the word of righteousness. And what did that do to them? By them not using the word, not living by the word, they couldn't tell the difference between right and wrong or good and evil. The church is right there today. We don't know who's in our pulpit, whether they're devils or whether they're anointed men ministering according to the will of God. We don't know the difference. We are scared to judge anybody because we're scared of offending anybody because we've been dealt lies, touching up my anointed. You know, be kind, tenderhearted toward one another. You are to judge everybody and everything, not for the sake of condemnation, but for the sake of correction and protection. Okay, you need to know I cannot listen to this person. You need to know this person is false. That doctrine is not true. You need to know this stuff. When they start spouting out this stuff, when they start manipulating scriptures to take your money, you need to be warned about that. You need to know why on your own. You don't need me to tell you. When they start making merchandise of you, twisting scripture to get your money into their pockets, you need to know what that that's wrong and you need to know how to respond when they start telling you that God is no longer sovereign in the earth today you need to understand why they are saying that not just that it's wrong but what is motivating them I'll tell you what is motivating them his name is Satan false doctrine comes from Satan the word not living by the word that's what these people are doing you've got to be living by the word of God they didn't know if God sent the man in the pulpit or if Satan did that's no way to live folks as a Christian but it's a sure way to die. Some of these heresies, Peter called them damnable heresies. What's a damnable heresy? It's a false truth or it's a manipulation of truth or it's a twisting the truth that will damn your soul to hell. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Amplified. All scripture is God-breathed. I love it. I love it. I love it. All scripture is God-breathed. When you open up the Bible, it should be like whoosh. The Spirit of God just breathing upon you, flowing, bringing life to you. 
All scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and restoration to obedience. The Word does all that. For training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity, and I love this, moral courage. The evidence of whether we are reading and studying our Bible will be in the lives that we live. First, Bible reading will produce a lifestyle of intimacy with the Father. Don't forget intimacy with God. All Scripture is God-breathed. You know, the only time that I am under the breath of my wife is when we're kissing, when we're intimate. And when you're under the breath of God, what happens? Life comes, right? It's no different than in the olden days where the breath of God breathed life into Adam. Life came into Adam. When Jesus breathed the life of the Holy Spirit on the 72 that he sent out, what happened? The life of the Holy Spirit came upon them. There was also, who was it? Elisha, Shunammite woman's son, died. And so Elisha went and he went face to face, toe to toe, belly to belly with the child. And he breathed the life of God into him. If we started reading our Bibles, we would not be deceived by what's false in our pulpits. And we wouldn't be following, favoring or funding these false people. Look for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and restoration to obedience. That work of Scripture in us should keep us out of trouble, guys. That leaves only one reason, then, why the church is in trouble. Duh. We aren't reading our Bibles. Behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. That's what happens to you. Those are some of the gifts that you get from the Holy Spirit of God when you read the Bible. Let me ask you a question. Well, let me ask you this question first. How many of you read your Bibles this morning? That's good. I can't see you, but I'm trusting hands went up. Hallelujah. I know I read my Bible every day. Every day. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth out of the mouth of God. And I can tell because Christians aren't behaving with moral courage. I can tell the leaders in our church don't have moral courage. So then... Do you think the church is demonstrating moral courage? You need to ask yourself this question on Sunday. Is my pastor demonstrating moral courage? Is he demonstrating personal integrity? Is he bearing witness to the fact that he's teaching biblical doctrines? I check myself all the time. I don't want to be making errors. I'm human. I can make errors. But the less Ron lives and the more the Holy Spirit lives in me, the less errors I'm going to make. I'm quite fortunate. I've got a wife. (laughs) She corrects me also. Lots of times my wife and the Holy Spirit sound very similar. So she checks me out often. You need people in your life too, guys. Hebrews 3, 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The word exhort there, it means to incite by argument or advice. It means to urge strongly exhorting voters to do the right thing, for example. It's an intransitive verb, and it means to give warnings or advice, to make urgent appeals. Exhorting, it's not so much a pat on the back and say you're doing well. It's a hand up, and it's a boot in the butt. Men of corrupt minds, these are the guys that you need to be warned against, and these are the reasons that you are reading your Bible so that you will get some discernment to know the difference between what's right and And what's wrong? Men of corrupt minds are in your pulpits. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree to sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ 
and to godly teaching, they are conceited and they understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that may result in envy and strife and malicious talk. You got to be careful about hanging out with people like that, about evil suspicions these guys promote. There's constant friction between people of corrupt minds who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. You've got to know, you've got to be able to identify these people in your prayer group, in your pulpits. You know, the Bible talks about it. Peter, look who we find ministering in our pulpits. He warns us against this because these guys are in churches today. The hyper grace move, the prosperity preachers. Let me give you what Peter said about them. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree to sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, there's got to be godly teaching out of the word of God, expository teaching where they break down the scriptures. These guys then, they are conceited. They understand nothing. They are looking at godliness as a way to financial gain. You know, and I've listened to them. I've sat under their ministry. I came out of the Word of Faith movement. I thank the Lord for these people in their foundation. They built my foundation. They were good. They were pure. They were honest. But over the decades, they've fallen in love with money. It's a shame. And I've heard them. I know. And I've watched them fall. But thanks be to God, all praise to Jesus. He delivered me and my wife and my circle of friends. How can we continue to sit under a ministry when the minister is robbing us? Has been robbed himself. What's he been robbed of? He's been robbed of the truth, which is enabling him to deceive himself and take our money. It talks about him. He's deceiving you because he's been deceived himself. That is the new message now. Only scripture can give us back our spiritual eyesight, convict us of our sin, and correct the doctrinal errors that these false teachers promote. Once again, I'm not here ragging on them. I'm here making sure that you understand what you're supposed to be doing, that your eyes are open. It's one thing if I tell you that these guys are wrong. I have people in our group that still sit under their ministry. We have told them they're wrong. We have told them they're being robbed. We have given them scriptural uh, insight, and yet they're comfortable in their flesh sitting there. The largest church in America... We hate to tell people to move churches. That's not right. And yet we will warn them and let them make the decision. But at some point, they have got to make the proper decision based on Scripture that their souls are in danger. 2 Timothy 2.15 in the King James. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You have got to rightly divide the word of truth. But how do you get there? You get there by studying to show yourself approved unto God. Workers, you know, reading the Bible is great, but you need to study the Bible. Why? Because you're supposed to be working. Barbara Guthrie, an old-time saint over at Lakewood, uh, we were prayer partners there, and we sat under uh, her ministry, and she was in charge of the prayer partner ministry. And she was great. She, she still is great. She's around. God bless her. Hallelujah. And she would always tell us, okay, guys, you're showing up for church, you're prayer partners, you're on the job now. And she was great. I love that little lady, but man, she she drove it. Man, you're on the job, you're working, you're not chewing gum, you're looking sharp, making sure you got breath mints, and you're going to pray for these people. You're going to bring them into the presence of God. We love that lady, we still do, but that's Christianity. You're on the job now, guys. And you need to be doing the things that God has called you to do. You are studying so that you can be equipped to make sure that you recognize true from false, right from wrong, evil from good. 2 Timothy 2.15, 
because you are a worker, you are a workman, you need to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. I'm going to give you another warning about that. Some of the different translations, they talk about the fact that you're supposed to handle the word of God correctly. The Amplified, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. And one of the scriptures that I'm reminded about was David, King David, Psalm 78, 72. David shepherded Israel according to the integrity of his heart, and he guided them by the skillful use of his hands. Now you know why David, David knew how to handle truth. And what I love about David is he was a hands-on leader. We need to be hands-on leaders. We need to be handling the word of truth correctly. We need to be offering the word of life to others. It's it's who we are. We are built up in righteousness. People see you, they see God. People hear you, they hear the word of God. People see you living by the word of God that creates in them a hunger and a desire to be like you because you're representing the Lord Jesus Christ. Out of time again, receive these warnings. We'll be back. I'll probably get one more week on this because I want to make sure that you get it so that you are equipped and aware of what the dangers are in front of you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.